Well, good morning, everybody, <laughs> and happy Sunday. Oh, last day of the weekend, I'm afraid, but that doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> We're still going to enjoy ourselves today. Well, outside my house today, it is beautiful blue sky and bright yellow sunshine and it's warm already so i'm hoping to get some washing dry on the line <laughs> now um we had a lovely time yesterday painting fairy doors well i didn't my children had a lovely time painting fairy doors i wasn't allowed to paint one i'm afraid absolutely gutted <laughs> but i um drew a fairy that was my contribution so i did draw a fairy but they had a marvelous time uh painting the fairy doors and um decorating them with little ladybugs and mushrooms and oh it was lovely and then they made wands as well <laughs> so there you go um they had a marvelous time and they were fed for free as well which just makes life so much easier um so they had lots of snacks as well so they were very lucky yesterday today i don't think we're doing anything um our tv broke um oh just over a week ago so we've been without a tv um but we have a new one and it was delivered a couple of days ago so i think we might try putting the tv back up <laughs> Although it's been quite nice without it. It's been quite quiet. <laughs> um, we have been watching a few things on my tablet, but yeah, not too too much. So what are you planning to do today? Are you planning to do anything exciting? Going on that adventure that we keep talking about? No? Oh, that's a shame. Um... I I've got to go shopping at some point. Um food shopping, but that's it. Apart from washing and doing just normal mummy things. So who fancies a fun fact? Mm -hmm. Who knows what coconuts are? Those brown um round balls with all the like spiky stuff um all around them isn't it um they used to <laughs> they grow on palm trees um that's where you get them from when i was a child i don't know whether they still do this but when i was a child if you went to the fair they used to sit them on top of sticks and you used to have balls and try and knock them down. You ask your mummies and daddies because they will remember that, I expect. Um, you used to try and knock them off. And if you knocked them off, you won a coconut. And they were called actually coconut shies. That was what the stalls were called. But, um, as I say, I don't know whether they still do that or not. Um, I could never, ever, I was never any good at throwing. So I could never knock one off. Um, the only way that I would have been ever able to do anything like that would have been if I wasn't aiming at it. <laughs> I might have hit one then. 
And sometimes I used to think that they glued them on because even people who hit them didn't knock them off. They just sort of wobbled. Uh, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe they did just glue them on a little bit. <laughs> Cheated. But anyway, we're just going away from the point there. So coconuts grow on palm trees, but did you know that they've got milk inside them? Coconut milk. So it, you can buy coconut milk in a um, normal milk carton at the supermarket, but you can drink it straight from the coconut. If you drill a little hole into directly into the um, coconut, into the shell, because it's very, very hard, the shell, um, then you can put a straw in the, in the hole and drink it straight from there. Oh, how weird. But also, if you pick up, if you go past in a supermarket while you're shopping with your mum or your dad, <clears throat> and you go past a coconut on a shelf on a, or in a basket, pick it up and give it a shake because you'll be able to hear the milk splashing around inside. <laughs> So there you go, all about coconuts. So, but what we don't need is anybody standing underneath a palm tree where there's coconuts grown because it can actually really, really hurt you if it falls on your head. So don't stand underneath a coconut tree. <laughs> so I have got a story today. Um, well, I've got a book, a new book. Because we were at the library yesterday, I picked up a new book <clears throat> and um, I thought I would read from there, or this, um, a few stories because it's from the same person that wrote the um, Naughty Amelia Jane and the same person that wrote um, all the ones that I read, apart from the Mr Men ones. Um, Enid Blyton and she wrote this book called Summer Stories so we're going to have a um, little read of this and see if we can find a really good story what do you think the first story that I'm going to read is called A Story of Magic Strawberries oh I'd like magic strawberries they sound good <laughs> so here goes once upon a time, there lived a king called Framboise, Fram, I can't say it, Framboise, who was very, very rich. It might be Framboise, actually, who was very, very rich. He loved money. He was very greedy, very mean and very cunning. His people were made to give him money for this and money for that until they all became very poor and could afford nothing but the cheapest things to eat and the poorest things to wear. They did not dare to grumble, for if they did, the king told his soldiers to take them to prison, and off they went. King Framboise was fat, for he loved food. He always dressed himself in the grandest clothes, for though he was mean, he was also vain. 
He loved to drive through the city in his gold carriage, drawn by twelve white horses, and to see all his poor people bowing to him. Then he felt very grand indeed. I am a wonderful king, he thought. No other king has as much money as I do, or can dress so finely. Now, it happened one day that a stranger came to the country of King Framboise. He was an old little fellow, dressed in brown and green, with the merriest twinkling eyes you could imagine. He played jolly tunes on a flute and sounded just like a happy little blackbird. He walked happily up the village street, whistling on his flute and all the people, all the folk peeped out to see him. Come out and dance to my music, he cried and played a merry jig. One by one the people came out, but they were so poorly clad and so thin that the flute player stared. Why do you starve yourself so, he cried. Surely your fields provide you with food to fatten your cheeks and put dancing into your feet. Oh, our king takes most of our money, whispered a woman to him, and what is left is barely enough to keep ourselves. Well, the flute player looked sad as he went to the next village. He stopped and looked at the tumble-down cottages. Hey, folk, he cried, why don't you mend your houses? And then he played such a merry tune that all the villagers came out to hear. But he couldn't make them dance. It is only happy people who can dance. And there were some of the saddest people in the world there. We don't have enough money to get our houses mended, they told him. The king takes so much from us and we dare not refuse him. The little man looked sadder still. He spent the night at the village and heard much more before he set off on his journey again the next day. Soon he arrived at the king's city. As he was walking through it, he heard a great trumpeting and down the street came the king in his golden carriage, looking very splendid, very fat and very rich. The flute player stood and stared at him. You are vain, he thought, and you are fat and greedy and you are also rich. Now, how can I use these things for the good of your people? He went away and thought. Then a smile came over his face and he chuckled. He went to a strawberry field and for two pieces of silver was allowed to pick the biggest strawberries he could see. They were very ripe and very red and soon the flute player had an enormous basket full of the biggest strawberries that had ever been seen. <clears throat> then he put them down in a corner of the field and blew a magic tune over them. And all the time he smiled and smiled. That afternoon he took the basket of strawberries to the street outside the palace and walked up and down crying, strawberries, strawberries. 
is juicy and sweet, the finest in the world. Strawberries, strawberries. The king happened to hear him shouting and went to the window. He saw the basket of delicious strawberries and his mouth watered. He was very fond of strawberries. Ask that fellow how much his strawberries are, commanded the king. A footman ran down the street. Tell his majesty that I paid two pieces of gold for them and I want three, for I had to pick them in the hot sun, answered the flute player. The footman told the king. Much too dear, much too expensive, said his majesty. The fellow is nothing but a a cheat. Go down and tell him I will give him one piece of gold and even that is too much. The footman went down and told the flute player. I'm sorry, he said, but the strawberries are mine to sell at what price I choose. And three pieces of gold is the price. When the king was told this answer, he grew angry. He meant to have the strawberries, but he didn't mean to pay anything like such a high price as three gold pieces for them. Tell the fellow to bring them up and I will pay him, he said. So the flute player brought his big basket of strawberries to the king. Footman set out on a great gold dish and put them in front of King Framboise, who began to eat them at once. You will hardly believe it, but he ate them all, every single one. When he had finished, he held out just one single piece of silver to the flute player. Here, he said, they are not worth three pieces of gold. They are not even worth one piece of gold. Take this silver piece and be gone. Your Majesty, said the flute player sternly, I want my three pieces of gold. The king frowned angrily. Soldiers, seize him and put him out, he cried. But before the flute player could be seized, he put his flute to his lips and played a strange little tune. Then he laughed, bowed and ran from the palace. King Framboise was just going to order his soldiers to go after him (gasps) when he felt something creaking inside his head he felt very funny something strange was happening to his head could it be growing bigger no things like that don't happen suddenly thought the king puzzled and frightened Then he looked at his soldiers. They were all staring at him in the greatest surprise and astonishment. Then one by one, they turned away from him to hide their smiles. King Framboise got up and went across to the mirror. What he saw there made him stare with horror and amazement. His head was shaped just like a big strawberry. There were his little eyes, his big nose and his mean mouth, all just as usual. 
but dear me, they seemed quite lost in his great strawberry-shaped head that sat on his collar as if it were ready to be picked. It's magic, he gasped. Those strawberries were magic. Fetch that flute player quick. The soldiers rushed out, laughing and hunted for the flute player. They soon found him and brought him back, taking care to be very polite, in case he decided to use his magic on them as well as on the king. When the king saw him, he roared at him. Strawberry seller, what do you mean by this? Do you want to be put in prison for the rest of your life? No, answered the little man, smiling. (laughs) Excuse me, laughing, but you do look funny. Your people will smile for once when they see you now. See me? I'll never let them see me like this, shouted the king. Use your magic and make my head become its proper shape. Oh, no, 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 said the flute player. It is a punishment for you. The king almost choked. He was so angry. Off with his head, he cried to the soldiers. Off with his head. Oh, remember, said the flute player, whatever you do with my head will not alter yours. I am the only person who can take the spell away. And if you kill me, you will be strawberry-headed for the rest of your life. You will forever be known as King Strawberry Head. The king sat silent. It was true, this little flute player was the only one who could undo what he had done. He certainly mustn't kill him. Leave me alone to speak with this man, said the king at last to his soldiers. They went from the room. The king stared at the little man. Here are four pieces of gold, he said. That is one more than you asked for. Take them and cure me quickly. The little man laughed. Oh, I want more than that, he said. I want half the gold you have in your treasury. The king was too astonished to speak. What did the fellow mean? Was he mad? No, I'm not mad, said the flute player, reading the king's thoughts. I want half the gold in your treasury. Gracious, you don't suppose I'd give you that much, do you? squealed the king in anger. You would completely ruin me. Stuff and nonsense, answered the flute player. You are the richest man in the world, and your people are the poorest folk on earth. You take their money to hoard for yourself, to buy your grand robes and to feed your great appetite. Your people live in hovels and eat little, They do not have any dancing in their feet, nor laughter in their eyes. I'd say you should be ashamed, King Framboise. The king grew red all over his great strawberry-shaped face. It is not true, he said. But I say it is, said the little man. You big, rich, vain, greedy thing. how everyone will laugh at you. Well, the king felt very sorry for himself. What in the world was he to do? He hated the idea of giving so much away to this horrid little strawberry seller. 
Put on your coat and wrap up your head in my scarf, said the flute player to King Framboise suddenly. I want to take you outside and show you a few things. Oh, no, no, cried the king. I won't go out like this. You will, said the little man, and the king did. He was taken through the city. The flute player showed him this and that, the thin children and the poorly dressed men and women, the sullen faces and the sad eyes. He heard how the people grumbled about him and how much he was hated. Nobody knew that this big man with the odd-shaped head was the king. King Framboise's ears began to burn and he wanted to go away and hide. How awful to be hated like that. I didn't know, he whispered to the flute player. I didn't know, I didn't know. No, you were too wrapped up in your selfishness to bother about anything else, said the little man scornfully. When they were back at the palace, the flute player looked at the king. Well, he said, what about that money? Are you going to give it to me? What would you do with it? asked the king. Give it back to your people, was the answer. It rightfully belongs to them. The king sat for a long time without saying anything. I ought to do that, not you, he said at last. If I took it away from them, it is I who should give it back. I will treat my people better in the future, and perhaps I may win their love. Suddenly... He stopped speaking and put his hands to his head. <gasps> Something was happening, whatever was it. Is my head growing larger, cried the king. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. He rushed to the mirror and gazed into it in astonishment. Why, he cried, it's all right again. It's the same shape that it was this morning. The spell has been broken. You broke it yourself, said the flute player, smiling at him. I wish you good evening. My work is done. And to the astonishment of the king, he went gaily dancing from the room, playing on his flute the merriest tune ever heard, and vanished in the darkness outside. King Framboise sat and felt his head and thought, and the result of his deep thinking was that he took half of all his gold and gave it back to the people. More than that, he promised he would treat them well and rule them kindly, and he kept his word. He wondered if his soldiers remembered his strawberry-shaped head. When he asked them, they looked puzzled and said no, they could remember nothing so strange as that. Then the king wondered if he had had a dream and offered a large reward to anyone who could bring him news of a little flute player dressed in brown and green. But no one ever did, and the flute player has never been heard of from that day to this. And though nobody could think why, King Framboise never ate strawberries again. <laughs> But I expect you could easily guess the reason, couldn't you? <laughs> well, I think I can guess the reason. I love strawberries. I don't think I'd like to have a strawberry-shaped head, though. But it did the trick, didn't it? It worked and made him realise that he was just being unfair and horrible. And if it means that he's now nice and kind, and generous well it was all good <laughs>
Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that story. It was quite fun. Um, and I will see what we can find tomorrow. So you all have a wonderful, wonderful day today. And don't forget to shake those coconuts if you see them. <laughs> see if you can hear the milk splashing around. And I will see you all tomorrow. So make sure you enjoy your day and take care and stay safe. Bye for now.